Hi, Juliet the Rabbi here coming to you from New York City. Woohoo! Uh, RealRabbiNYC.com. Go to my website, check me out. You can learn all about me. And um, let's get on to the, today's story. So, today I'm going to be talking about, oh my God, well, Korach, of course, that's the weekly Parsha, but. Oh my god, I just finished watching this really stupid Netflix series about Spanish royalty. I just couldn't tear myself away from it, even knowing it was all fake. Such a soap opera. I mean, I used to watch these soap operas when I was learning Spanish, and this is from Spain. And I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? This is like royalty from the, I don't know, 1800s, something like that. It's just ridiculous the amount of money that they spend on on this stuff the clothing and then the romance between the royalty and kitchen staff there's this kind and gentle duke who renounces his royal status you just wait wait you're waiting for the end just so that you can see them get together and it's just like plop it's just bad bad and and you know that these people are all fake you know that there would be no Duke as kind and sweet and loving as this person. And, and he's way too old for her. It's disgusting. I mean, he's like maybe 50 and she's like 20. I mean, it's, ugh. And, and there's a child who's born a slave, but he's rescued by royalty because his father, it turns out, you find out at the very end of the series, his, why is this black guy, why is this black kid grow up in, in the palace he's brought to them as a slave and he's been beaten and blah 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 and it turns out that the that the duke this is the father of the duke now who's now dead he had an affair <clears throat> he had an he had quote unquote an affair with a slave and then they brought the child to live with them the mother died but they brought the child to live with them and the and the mother the, who was the wife of this duke she doesn't have a problem bringing up this black child as her own i mean really like so disgusting uh, maybe they wouldn't make those kind of movies in the united states anymore i i don't think so but like whoa anyway why am i going on and on about this oh my god so here they see this kid as equal in the eyes of the king or the duke or whatever like they all accept him as normal except you know, you see that he's not completely, but still. Anyway, ugh, the worst. Why am I talking about this? Well, when I was growing up, I remember my father teaching us children and my brother and sister how American culture is fascinated by royalty. I mean, it's so true, or at least the wealthy. I mean, the amount of money that they invest in these movies and these shows and that's why he said American democracy is a fake because our American culture is created by those who want to maintain the status quo. A few at the top, the rest underneath. Our TV shows depict even the poor living not too shabbily. I mean, big, beautiful apartments and beautiful people who work in coffee shops but have these beautiful big apartments and can afford that, for instance. Remember Friends? I mean, isn't it true? We watch and we dream of having lives like theirs. They're so cute. They're so funny. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they have messed up lives, but they're, they're just still so, it's so desirable to be like them. 
And then we go out and we, you know, because nothing's really serious. And then we go out and we buy things that make us feel like we might make it to that place, be cute and beautiful like them someday. And what does it do? It leaves us with even less money for the rent for our not so big apartments. So don't lie. I know you've done it too. And what about slavery as depicted on TV? Do you, do you remember Roots? Are you old enough to remember that show that came out in 1978? And it was considered revolutionary for its time. It's like, oh, we're seeing really what slavery was like from the point of view of a black person, blah, 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 from a slave. But it's still, I remember my father saying, it, held, it made us hold on to the hope that not all slaveholders were mean. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But only in the past couple of decades has awareness become more raised around the true evils of American slavery. And the mentality of slavery, anyway, is that humans, some humans are less human than than other humans. So it can't possibly, like, even if they were nice, most of them saw them as inferior to them. And this is where Torah enters the picture. I know, yes, I'm all building up to the Torah. Yeah, because that's what I talk about. I'm a rabbi, right? Oh my God, I'm a rabbi. That's crazy. All right, so Korach organizes a rebellion out of anger that he and his family don't get to be priests like Moses and his brother. They, Korach and his, these are cousins of Moses, um, they're merely Levites. They're caretakers of the temple. Maybe that would be considered the dukes of the temple, if, if you know, if we had an equivalent. Um, and he protests that Moses has gone too far. He's like, can't we all be priests? But it's Korach who go. I mean, come on, they're, they're already royalty, like, but you still want more, right? But it's, it, it's Korach who goes too far and is punished by God with many others. Um, yeah, um, the, the, the earth swallows them up. Um, I was listening to Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Lord Rabbi, as it turns out, remember, Lord, he's actually, he was actually, um, what is it called? Yeah, lorded, he was given the lordship, he was, uh, Oh my God, what's the word? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. He was made Lord by Queen Elizabeth. Um, True story. So Lord Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. He was comparing, how ironic that is, right? Comparing chimps to humans and the fight to the top. And he was talking about Korach. And in his talk, he discusses the Jewish mystical idea that we humans have both an animal soul, an animal soul, and a godly soul. This is not so different, he points out, from what science understands today about humanity. They just put us in three different categories, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, but it's really similar, right? Like we have the we have the the, uh, the prefrontal cortex, and we have right. It's like fight or flight, and yet we also have this part of us that is very that able that is able to think clearly, that that can analyze, that that yeah etc etc and and knows about consequences and right but the point is that we're not disembodied minds 
we are we are one with our bodies we have a mind that's in the body and the body is in the mind and we have physical needs as humans we don't live from this place of rationality much of the time right this it's hard and while hierarchy is normal among humans it did not begin to dominate the world until agriculture became a thing and it was after agriculture became a thing farming that land that that um land ownership and kingship came into being because dominating dominating others to work the land became the norm or not because but that's what happened this is also as oh my god Yuval Noah Harari he's brilliant he wrote sapiens very famous israeli historian um fascinating to listen to him uh, um and he ta- he i remember hearing him say in a podcast that monoculture became a thing then and along and then came mal- malnourishment malnutrition and starvation when the crops failed because if you have only one crop if every if you have this huge piece of land and one crop there's only one kind of food growing on it wheat let's say you know or corn let's let's say and then there's a blight and it kills the whole thing then people are going to starve to death but we have been taught that this is just the way things are that they've always been this way and that these things can never change but the truth is much more complex because before agriculture humans lived communally and in a much more egalitarian way the focus was on the survival of the tribe and everybody worked for the survival of the tribe the individual was less prominent it wasn't all about you it wasn't all about me and my dreams Sachs says uh Jonathan Sachs says that Judaism comes into the world as a protest made in God's image we are all equally fragments of the divine of course Judaism also reflects the society in which it was born God is our king our father very problematic language for many of us Torah was written down and received or received and written down in a time when royalty and slavery were already the norm. But Sachs points out that our sages asked and answered the question of why God was created in the singular form. Why do we say it's one God? This was so, they said. So no one could say my ancestors were greater than yours. The truth about Judaism is of course much more complex than this. as is the world but some sages somewhere definitely had the right idea i believe that we humans are capable of finding our way back to a time of greater egalitarianism <clears throat> our survival as a species sorry about my voice here depends on it we certainly have the brains and we have the technology that our brains have invented and our hands have invented And here's this quote from Yuval Noah Harari that I love. I found it on his website. 
it's like the top. He says, history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. But what I like a little bit better than this is the less cynical idea that each one of us is a fragment of the one. And that the Messiah will come when we have learned to live as if we really believe that. May it be so. And say amen. And until next time, and go to my website, make a contribution for this work, realrabbinyc.com. Check out all the things that I do. And, um, and give me a call, you know, call me. All right. Okay. Good Shabbos. Until next time. Bye.